welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. If you're here for the first time tonight, we begun a series this morning, a series called Soul Detox. Everyone say Soul Detox. Fantastic. What we thought would be good is if we spend a little bit of time learning how to detox our souls. I mean, there's a lot of talk about how to detox our bodies, but we thought, you know, maybe it's time that we spend a little bit of time just learning how to detox our souls as well. Because just like so many bad things can get into our bodies, there are a lot of things that are bad as well and impure that can get into our souls as well. So spending a little bit of time in getting rid of them and recognizing them and knowing how to detox our souls, we thought was a very, very good idea since we all have a soul. Who knows we all have a soul? Most of us in this room know that we have a soul. Some people believe that we don't, but we do. I think it's far more accurate to say that we are souls that have a body rather than bodies who have a soul. Because this body will one day die and decay and be obliterated, but the soul that's in there will live forever. And because I know Jesus, I will live forever with Jesus. So that's, uh, that's some good news there. Uh, however, one, good thing, one thing that we're not going to get into is into semantics as to what the soul actually is. Because there's a lot of theologies and ideas out there as to what it is. Some people say it's the same as the spirit. Sometimes they say it's different. Other people say, you know, we're biune beings, triune beings. I don't know. It can get a bit, a little bit messy, a little bit weird, and a little bit divisive. So, look, for the purpose of this series, when we say souls, we basically mean anything that's not your physical nature. Okay? Anything that's not your physical nature. When you hear the word soul, that's what we're referring to. What will live forever. We're not doing a soul study. We're looking at how we can keep our souls healthy. Amen? Okay, so this morning Pete started the series off and he looked at the restless soul. Tonight I'm going to be looking at the heavy soul. The heavy soul. And one of the reasons why I want to do this tonight is because I believe that there are a lot of people right now who are carrying a heavy soul. There are people who are walking around with heaviness of the soul. In fact, there was an article recently published that said the following information. Our generation has the highest percentage of people who deal with a constant low-grade level depression. For a lot of people, they can't even put a finger on it. There's nothing that's really majorly wrong, but yet nothing seems right. So I'm not even talking about clinical depression. I'm talking about low-level depression. A lot of people in this world, in this life, walk with that low-level depression. There is a soul dissatisfaction. We live in an age that's pretty good. There's a lot of good things to live for, a lot of things to gain, a lot more things to get, but yet there seems to be a lack of optimism and hope and faith, and strength. And a lot of people live with the heaviness of the soul. Some of you tonight may be here with things that weigh you down. And you may be thinking, yes, that's me. I have a heavy soul tonight. Well, if you, if you do, um, it's not something new. I think a lot of us have walked that road. And in fact, one of our key verses tonight is in Psalm 42, uh, verse 5. And King David actually talks about having a heavy soul. This scripture says this, This is King David talking to his soul. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? In other words, why are you heavy? Why are you uneasy? Why are you worried, upset, 
Why is there turmoil within me? I think a lot of us can identify with that. I think a lot of us have felt that uneasiness and that heaviness of our souls. Um, And I actually want to try and answer very briefly why we can have a heavy soul. And it's basically one of three things. We can have a heavy soul because of hurts from the past, or because of present problems, or because of anxiety of the future. One of those three things. You may fall into one of those categories. I'll say them again if you're taking notes. We can have a heavy soul. It's as simple as this. There is, in a nutshell, there's no need to uh, do any research. We've done the work for you. You don't have to watch Dr. Phil. It's all here, okay? In one sentence, we can have, we have a heavy soul because of hurts from the past, trouble in the present, or anxiety about the future. Now, like I said, some of you might be able to identify with some of the things, and that's why we feel that. Now, let's look at each one individually. Let's look at hurts from the past. Lamentations 3, 19, 20 says, Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. This is Jeremiah looking back at his past afflictions. And you may be able to identify with that because what he does when he looks at his past afflictions, he says, my soul continuously remembers it and it's bowed down. He is reflecting on his past hurts. Now, you may do the same sometimes as well. You might look back on that spouse that betrayed you, on that friend that lied to you, on those people that let you down, on that opportunity you should have taken, on that thing that you said that you shouldn't have said, or that thing you should have done that you shouldn't have done. I don't know, the list is endless. You may be right now bowed down because of things from the past. Let's look at things from the present. Uh, Job 4.5 says this, But now it has come to you, and you are impatient. It touches you, and you are dismayed. You may be feeling that right now, dismayed because of things of the present, things that are happening right now. You may be thinking, I didn't expect my life to be like this. This wasn't part of my 10-year plan. I didn't think this, I would be this dissatisfied, this unhappy right now. Perhaps that's you right now. I don't know. And then there's anxiety about the future. He says in Mark 33, 34, and he took with him Peter and James and John, and he began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. So even Jesus felt a heaviness of soul. And this is Jesus about to be crucified. This is the future, and the future is bringing him anxiety. So even Jesus right now is thinking about the future in this, in this verse of Scripture, and he's anxious his soul is weighed down. You may be thinking about things that are coming your way. You may, be, you may know what's coming your way in the future, and you think, how can I get through that? I don't know how I'm going to get through that. And your soul is also weighed down as a result. You may be carrying a heaviness of soul. So a lot of you here tonight, like me, might fall into one of these categories. You may be thinking, yep, when I look in the past, when I look in the present, when I look in the future, I see nothing but trouble. And so your, your souls are heavy tonight. But there's good news. There's good news at hand. We don't have to stay there. We don't have to live there. In fact, we're not going to stay there because there's a God who wants to meet you tonight. There's a God who wants to minister to you tonight who's saying to you, I want to lift up these heavy burdens from you. There is a way out. You don't have to live like that. There are good news. I came to die for you that you may have the power and the strength to be able to overcome and have this heaviness removed from your souls. 
Now, let's look at uh, uh, how you can do it, okay? Uh, Psalm 42. Let's go back to Psalm 42. This is David. Remember, he was saying to his soul, um, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? But then, check out the, the, the shift in gear here. But then he starts talking to his soul. He just starts preaching to his soul. He says, soul, hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my salvation. And that's the key. That's the answer I'm going to bring to you tonight. You have to become good preachers tonight. I want you to become good preachers. I want you to preach to your souls. That's how you can overcome the heaviness of your soul. Learn to preach. Just like King David did here, learn to preach to your souls. Preach to your souls. Hope in God. Now, come on, who's going to be a good preacher tonight? You're going to become such good preachers to your soul that your soul's going to think it's, it's in church, it's going to take up an offering. That's how good you're going to become, okay? You have to become good preachers. That's how you overcome. Now, there are three things that I want you to learn to preach to your souls, okay? Are you ready? Are you going to preach tonight? Come on, let me hear your, your best preaching voice. Say, hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise All right, you should be up here tonight. Fantastic. All right, the first thing that I want you to learn to preach to your souls is this. Soul, remember God's faithfulness in the past. Remember God's faithfulness in the past. When things beset you from the past, when the past tries to rear its ugly head, just remember and say to your soul, soul, remember God's faithfulness. Remember that God has always showed up. God has never let me down. God's always turned up right at the nick of time. Soul, I am not going to focus on the, on, on the hurts from the past. I'm going to focus on the faithfulness of God's in the past. That's what we are called to do. So remember that if there are things right now getting you from the past, stop thinking about that and preach to your soul. Say, soul, I'm going to focus on God's past faithfulness. Because that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're called to do. This is what Jeremiah goes on to do after he actually remembers the things that used to upset him in the past. He says this. So he's just been hurt and he says, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will have hope in him. Remember his faithfulness. Therefore, you will have hope in him. I love the way it changes. He says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Tell your soul. When those things from the past begin to beset you, tell your soul, the Lord is my faithfulness. He will be my portion. That's exactly what we need to do. We need to remember, most of us who've been walking with God for some time, I'm sure, like me, you've got testimonies. Testimony after testimony in the past of when God showed up, right at the nick of time. Come on, even go back to the moment that you gave your life to Jesus and you felt the joy of, of your salvation. You realized that your sins had been forgiven. Go back to that if you have to and remember God's faithfulness. Go back to the times when you prayed to God and you knew that it was nothing humanly possible could have caused what happened but God's goodness and God's power. Remember those times. Go back and just focus on that. I look back to God's provision uh, when, when I need to go back to God's faithfulness. God has always provided for me. It's amazing. I remember the time when my daughters needed uh, an, um, an operation and we didn't have the money for it. We weren't sure how we were going to come up with it. And on the day before the operation came, guess what? The government puts in a check for just the right amount of money for some fa family payments. Uh, that they owed us. Like God is faithful. God is good. So when, when my soul begins to get weighed down, I remember that God is good. God shows up. God provides at just the right moment. God provides protection. 
I remember the times I was for, for, uh, providing protection for my children. I remember the time when my son climbed the apple tree. And he, then he falls down the apple tree. We've got a really big apple tree in the backyard. But he falls over the other side of the fence where there are two, normally two huge dogs roaming around. But guess what? At that precise moment, those two huge dogs for once were inside. God provided protection. God is faithful. So I look back on that. And that time, my big girl, she climbed down from a big tree. She falls down. She slides all the way down. And just before he hit, she hits the ground, guess what? Her foot gets caught in a branch. Just saves herself. And I was there, I remember I was there with Caleb. He's around here somewhere. And I, you know, Caleb's going, oh my goodness. Look what, she's literally hanging upside down and her foot's caught in a branch. And I'm going, this is awesome. I'm trying to take a photo of it. I want to put it on Facebook. I, I thought it was the funniest thing. Caleb was, Caleb's going to be a better dad than me. He was a bit more worried than me. But I remember, I just go back to God's faithfulness all the time. Go back to his provision. Go back to his protection. So that's what you need to do as well. I mean, remember that God is faithful. God is a faithful God. I remember the time when I needed rest. And I uh, couldn't, again, we were just financial di- uh, difficulties. We couldn't go away on a holiday. And that week, somebody says, hey, why don't you guys go away on a holiday? Here, take it. It's all on us. I go, wow. You know? And I've got little testimonies like that after testimony after testimony. And I tell you, when things begin to get me from the past, I don't focus on that. I say, soul, don't think on those things. Think on God's faithfulness. Come on, soul. Don't focus on that. That's what we need to do. When things from the past begin to get us, remember the joy of your salvation and remember all the awesome things that God has done in you and through you. Amen? Okay, something else that we need to do is preach to your souls. Cry out in the present. Cry out in the present. When we are tempted to focus on the problems of the present, we need to just cry out to God. We need to preach, cry out to God. Oh, my soul, focus on God right now. Don't focus on the situation, but cry out to God. Those problems that you're you're facing right now, don't face them. Turn from them for, for a little while and face God. Face the God who is bigger than those problems. Face the God that can deliver you. Face the God who is far more powerful. Face the God who is above those things right now. That's what you should focus on. Amen? You need to preach to your soul. Soul, focus on God. This is what David goes on to do in Psalm 142. He says, With my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my voice I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before Him. I tell my trouble before Him. That's what He does. That's what we need to do. We need to cry out to the, to the, Lord, to the Lord and say, Come on, right now, right now. This is what I need right now. I actually, I want to encourage you guys to make it part of your devotional time to actually just vent. Just vent before God. How many of you actually vent before God? You need, you need to be able to do that and just be totally honest and just get before God. God knows your heart. God, God knows what you're going through anyway. So just be totally honest like David is being right here and just say, God, I can't bear this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Lord, take this from me. I just, I just can, there's no possible way that I can do this anymore. I give up. I give in. I can't handle this situation. I can't handle this person. I can't handle this church. Whatever it may be, just get before God, be honest and vent. And just say, God, I cannot do this. But face him. Get before God because God will not judge you. God knows exactly what you're going through. Just get before God, no matter how silly it may be. Just get before God and say, God, when will my parents realize that I do know everything? (laughs) Gee, come on, help him see that. When will, my, when will God realize, when will my wife realize that I'm actually never in the wrong? Come on, God, help us see that. 
Now, when will my boss realise that, you know, I do know how to run this company better? Whatever your problem may be right now, just get before God and vent. Just ask him, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? If you don't know why, if, if there's a situation right now that's too big for you to handle, don't carry it. No, seriously, get in your office. I, I do this regularly. I get in my study and I just vent before God. I let her rip. I let her rip about people. I let her rip about situations. I never let her rip about my wife, of course. Um, I let her rip about everything else. And I just say, God, I just, I just cannot deal with this anymore. Now, you know what? I, you know what happens? I don't necessarily change or the, uh, or the situations change, but my perspective changes. I begin to see God and God is far bigger. And, I, and he doesn't want me to carry, carry this heaviness of soul. He wants to remove it from me. And one of the ways to do that is for you to be able to vent before the living God. Be honest with him and just cry out. Just freak out. Just freak out before God. Find a quiet place. Find a place somewhere where it's safe and just go for it. Seriously, just rip into God and be honest. And seriously, you may think, I can't be that honest with God. He wants you to be that honest with God. He already knows. He already knows what's in your heart. He already knows your problems. You know, he won't judge you. It's like my, one of my little girls, we can't talk to her when she's freaking out. We've got to let her freak out first. And then I pick her up and I just hold her. Okay, okay, you finished? Okay, now let's talk. That's what God wants to do with you. He wants to pick you up and say, okay, you finished? Okay, now let's talk. Say, so vent before the living God. Don't carry it. Don't get weighed down by the heaviness of your soul or, the, or your present situation right now. Be able to vent before God. Amen? So don't forget, we're talking about how to um, lift the heaviness of our soul. Something else that I want you to learn to preach to your souls about is this. Say to your souls, put your hope in God. Come on, soul. Put your hope in God. When we are tempted to focus on the problems of the future, we need to put our hope in God. We need to preach to our souls, hope in God. Come on, soul. He will provide. My God has promised me that he will never leave me or forsake me. That's in the future. Don't worry about the future. Don't be anxious about the future, soul. Come on. God has promised that he will finish the good work that he began. He will bring it to completion. He will do it, not me. I just got to remain faithful to him. So soul, don't fret. Don't get weighed down, but focus on the God who will never leave you, who has always provided and will continue to provide. Focus on God, cry out to God, and put your hope in Him. I mean, even this is what Jesus did as well. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Isn't that amazing? Even Jesus. Even Jesus, he's, he's weighed down because of, he knows what's going to happen. He knows what he's going to go through. But he gets before God and says, God, take it from me. Yet not my will. He puts his hope not in his own strength, even though he was God, not in, in the circumstances, in his own wisdom, but he puts his hope in God. And that's what we need to be able to do as well, especially for the future. I think, I think this is the biggest one. I think that one of the reasons why most of us are carrying heavy souls right now is because of anxiety about the future. I think a lot of us worry about what's coming, what's not coming. I mean, you think about it right now. Most of your worries are about what's going to happen. If you think about what, what's worrying you, about, uh, worrying you the most, it's, it's those what-if questions. What if? What if? What if I didn't get a job? What if I didn't get into that course? What if I never get a partner? What if I don't get accepted? 
What if I don't have enough money? What if, what if, what if, what if? Most of our worries, most of our anxiety that we're feeling right now that weighs down our soul is questions of what if. But let me remind you of one thing tonight. God will not provide for you what you need tomorrow, today. God will provide what you need today. He won't, he won't give you a down payment. It's just the way it is. Don't ask me why. If you don't like it, vent before God yourselves. <laughs> Go home tonight and vent. Why? Why can't I have all this strength and wisdom and courage that I need for tomorrow? It just doesn't work like that. We've often heard it said that grace comes in 24-hour packages, and it does. God will not give you what you need for tomorrow, today. He will give you what you need for today, today, this very night, this very night, so that you can rely on him, so that you can seek him, so you can ask him, so you can get his direction, or you can get his strength. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about the future. Don't think on those things. You, you don't know the strength. You don't know the breakthrough. You don't know what God is going to be able to do in you and through you at that time when the time comes. God has got your future planned. God has got your future in mind. So don't worry about those things. Don't be anxious about the future. Think about today. Think about the moment. Think about what's happening right now. I think sometimes when we worry about the future, it's almost like, um, can you imagine? I've got a, I've got a six-year-old girl. Can you imagine my six-year-old girl in her room crying. And I walk in there, I'm there, darling, what's the matter? Mommy being mean to you again. What's the matter? What's going on? Yeah, talk to me. Talk to me. What's the matter, sweetie? What, what damage do I have to fix up now? Yeah, imagine she's crying in her room and she goes, oh, dad, oh, you don't understand. I'm there, oh, what's the matter, darling? I'm a six-year-old. And she says to me, well, I just, I just don't know which super plan to choose for my life. I'm really upset. And I don't know how, how I'm going to pass my year 12 exams. I don't know. And, and will I ever learn how to drive? I just, I, just, I just don't understand what's going to happen. You know? And we laugh and we think it's ridiculous, but we do the same as well. When we think about our future, that's what we seem like before God. We start to worry about things that we don't need to worry about just yet. We start to worry about things that we shouldn't even be thinking about just yet. We've got enough worries today. We've got enough things to concern ourselves with right now at this present moment. So don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about this very moment. Don't fret. And so we need to put our hope in Him. And we need to preach to our souls. And when they get heavy with anxiety about the future, just put your hope in God. There's a wonderful scripture that I want to just um, refer to. To Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. And this is Jesus. This is an incredible, wonderful promise. I think it's one of the most beautiful promises that Jesus ever made. Jesus made many promises, but this is awesome. Because often we think of God, we just did a series called, um, what was it called? The Seven Deadly. And uh, we looked, it's a lot. <laughs> the seven deadly, the deadly seven. Was Amnesia one of them? Was Alzheimer's one of them? But anyway. And we looked at the fact that God is a big yes God. God has got amazing promises. When we think of God, we often think of this, you know, this guy that wants to take away all our fun, who says no to this, no to that, who wants us to live, you know, working really hard for him and not having any joy at all. But that's not God at all. God is a wonderful God. God is a big yes God. 
He has incredible promises, and he wants us to walk free through this life. He wants us to set us free. He wants us to experience true freedom. The word says that he gave us his spirit that we may be free indeed. Not just free, but free indeed. What that means is not just free, but really, 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 really free. Really ridiculously, amazingly crazy free. Really free. Not just a little bit free. And so he makes incredible promises. And listen to this promise that Jesus makes. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I could stop right there. Just think about those words. This is the God of the universe. This is the God who created it all. All things seen and all things unseen. The guy who planned your life. The one who knows you inside out. The one who knows you better than anybody else. The one who's got plans for you, plans to prosper you. God is saying to you tonight, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's what we've got to go to when we have a heavy soul. Whether it be from past hurts, whether it be from present problems, or whether it be because of future anxiety. Where are you going for your rest? Where are you going for that rest? You've got to come to the one who promises who will be able to give you the rest that you need. Because it then goes on to say this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And what does it say? And you will find rest for your souls. Take my burden, take my yoke, and I will give you rest for your souls. You know what that says to me? That says to me that if you're carrying, so we're supposed to carry some burdens. It's not like it's a trouble-free life. We, we will experience difficulty and pain and sufferance. That's all part of it, absolutely. But this is the promise that Jesus makes right here for us, that if we're carrying his burdens, then they're going to be light. They're going to set us free. So if you're carrying a burden right now that's too heavy for you, it's a burden that I believe you were never meant to carry. Because this, the burdens that Jesus says for you to carry are light and they are easy. Now, let me tell you why they're light and easy. Can I ask him to come up? I'm going to, ask, I'm going to use this as a bit of a sermon illustration here. Just jump up. Let's give him a big clap as she takes away my pulpit. I think my time is up. This is what Jesus wants to do in your life, okay? Mim has a really, really big burden here, okay? She's got to pick this up and take it back, take it away, okay? So can you do that for me, please? Okay, stop. Well done. With your, if you have a burden tonight, this is what Jesus wants to do with your burden. He either wants to, pick it up again, come beside you and take it away from you and set you free. See you, Mim. Okay, stop, come back. You're doing great. But I believe most of the time, because like I said, it's not a trouble-free life. There will be problems. There will be worries. There will be things to confront. I believe that we should have lighter souls. We shouldn't have heavy burdens because we have a God who wants to make our burdens light and he wants to make them easy. And you know how? Because he wants to come beside us and he wants to help us carry those burdens. That's why God can make such an incredible promise that we can have rest for our souls. Thank you, Mim. Let's give a big clap.
That's why God can make such an incredible promise. So if you think, yeah, well, that's great. God promises that, you know, he'll give me rest for my soul and it'll be light and easy. But my problem's still there. My sickness is still there. My relationship is still there. Those circumstances are still there. That boss, that person, whatever that may be. Okay, fine. If God doesn't providentially remove that burden from you, he will do something else that's just as great, that's just as wonderful, and that will assure just a greater breakthrough. He will come beside you and help you carry that burden. And him helping you carry that burden will, be, will give you the lightness of soul that we all need, the lightness of soul that we all seek, and the lightness of soul that he has promised that we can have. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and God bless.